Bonjour et bienvenue à Misinformation, le podcast du trivia pour les femmes et les gens qui aiment cool trivia et sticking it. <laughs> no, keep going. À les équipes annoying à la quiz du pub. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, je, uh, je m'appelle Lauren. <laughs> je m'appelle Julia. Yes, I remembered my my like second grade French, <laughs> which was just je m'appelle Lauren. Je suis en chauffie. <laughs> <laughs> which is just I am a girl, which was very helpful in second grade. Of course, yes, and and in French, you know, when I'm always going to Paris, I'm always like <laughs> je suis en chauffie, je suis en chauffie. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, thank you for that. I'm really enjoying our like creative <laughs> openers. Because uh, at this point, all of our listeners know. They know what we are. They know what we're here for. And for our French-speaking audience, I'm sure that they appreciate <laughs> yes. that. Our massive French audience. <laughs> yes. All of France loves us. Um, uh, uh, viva la... They're just very silent for- about it. <laughs> yes. They're just smoking. That's why. Uh, and then we just lost all of our French listeners. Um, Boring. Not again. I know. I'm so bad Keep at Keep alienating whole countries. <laughs> the whales. Wales is never going to write to us no, again. No, they are not. But maybe Ireland will love us no, even Ireland, more if we keep talking Ireland shit about Wales. Ireland is up for it. We love you, Ireland. We love your, you, Ireland. You're rolling green hills. Actually, Maeve wrote us back <laughs> yesterday and told us that um, that Ireland is not so green right now because they're oh, in the middle of a drought. Man. Um, which I, uh, I think in Irish is pronounced draft. But... <laughs> Sorry, Maeve. Uh, but she said the rolling hills are now more of like rolling yellow. And she oh. said it's you could even see it from space. Oh, that it's not green so green this year. So everybody's having a drought. Rochester, I read I heard on the radio. The the radio for Ecoute <laughs> Radio. Yes. Uh, the radio that um, we are in a moderate drought right now. I believe it. My yeah. hydrangeas have died. Oh, that's sad. They're like Oh, they're mm. so sad. Uh, my basil plant out in my front porch is just oh, it's just so sad just depressed all wilty and gross um so uh i i know you guys want to hear more about how sad our plants are <laughs> our outdoor plants because i have a very dramatic plant in the kitchen <laughs> that like if as soon as it is done having all the water in the soil it goes <gasps> and it just like collapses <laughs> and yeah. i i'm like god fine <laughs> jeez uh, Call it a dramatic plant. <laughs> dramatic plant. Oxalis are like that too. Yeah. They get all like. You can see oh, it's that purple sad. one over there. It's yeah. very pretty. <laughs> so, oh, I just ran my head into a chair. <laughs> oh my god! Don't gosh. worry. Let's keep going. Everything's fine. As her eyes swell. Concussion protocol. We'll we'll check it in at halftime. <laughs> so so, um, my topic today, <laughs> I have no, I have no intro for it, and the only intro I have is that the other day you and I were at trivia. <laughs> And we were waiting for the next question or whatever. And you looked at me and you said, I was drunk the other night and I wrote down a topic for us to do. One of us should do jails or prisons. Uh-huh. I was like, I like that. Is it okay if I do prisons? You were like, yes. You know, Why are you going to paint me as drunk in this story? No, you were <laughs> drunk at the time. You said you were drunk when you wrote it down. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So that's what I decided to do today. <laughs> so this is my topic called heading to the big house, prisons and jails. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. Okay, first of all, there's a difference between jails and prisons. All right, lay it on me. But only in North America. Okay. Everywhere else, internationally, it's interchangeable. Okay. Prison, jail means the same thing. In North America, the term prison or penitentiary 
tends to describe institutions that incarcerate people for longer periods of time, such as many years and are operated by the state or federal governments. Mm -hmm. The term jail tends to describe institutions for confining people for shorter periods of time. uh, For example, shorter sentences or pretrial detention. Okay. Um, And they are usually operated by local governments. Okay. So for example, Rikers Island is a jail. Okay. So if you, so that's why you hear about Rikers Island all the time on Law and Order. On Law and Order. (laughs) Exactly. Because when someone. Send them to Rikers. Exactly. The interstitial point between the law and the order, the suspect is confined to Rikers Island. So it's like it's a character in the TV show. It is. New York is a character and Rikers Island is a character, <laughs> like a real dick character, but still a character in the show. And they're always going there and you hear like the with the door opening yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you knew this, but there's a lot of information about prisons out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a lot of like interesting tidbits and things. So you uh, change yourself to your desk. So and you I brought out your little pickaxe and, and I you're working chink, 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 chink. Um, but what I ended up doing was I chose three Amer- famous American okay. prisons Great. and talked about them. And uh, who knows if, <laughs> if my prison topic tends to be, uh, popular, then Ooh. I might bring it back. So we will see. Jails, 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 jails. people clamoring, wanting it. I want to hear more about prisons and jails. Tell me about maximum security. Okay. First prison. Sing, sing. Okay, I just want to note that every time Lauren says first, she's doing this like very elaborate flare with her wrist <laughs> ending up in a point. And I don't know where this came from and I've never seen her do it in my whole life. Are you serious? I've I do this never all the goddamn seen you time. Whip your hand around. <laughs> okay. And then point it like that. All right, side note. So my boss the other day, <laughs> she comes in while we're having lunch and she goes, oh, I went to the spirit room oh, for their yeah. drag show cool. the other night. And I said, "Ooh, how was it? Because she had been meaning to go. Mm-hmm. She said, oh my God, it's so much fun. Um, there was a drag queen. Her name was Wednesday Westwood. And she was like, she did like funny stuff and she was like singing and all this stuff. And she said, but I was watching her and I realized, wow, that's where Lauren gets a lot of her <gasps> mannerisms from. <laughs> and I was like, that is the nicest thing that you have ever said to me. <laughs> Great. Is that where this is from? Uh, I don't know. I just, it just comes out of I me. I can't it's, even figure out how you're doing that. It's, it's too, my wrist. Maybe I have. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe if you studied mime in elementary school, oh, like I did. I didn't. I missed that day. <laughs> you have I, like pliable joints. I didn't do miming. I didn't do juggling. <laughs> no, but I did mime. So again, I was very cool. Okay. Sing, sing. <laughs> very serious. Sing Sing. First of all. First of all. Sing Sing is a maximum security prison operated by the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision. It is in the village of Ossining, New York, and is located about 30 miles north of New York City on the east bank of the Hudson River, which I did not realize was so close to New York. I also didn't know that's how it was pronounced. Ossining? Ossining. Yeah. Ossining. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sing Sing was the fifth prison built by New York State. Okay. Uh, the first prison in New York State was called Newgate Prison. It was built in 1797, and it was in Greenwich Village. Um, and the second one in 1816, which was called Auburn State Prison, which we will touch on hmm. a little bit later. Okay. So, <clears throat> story of Sing Sing. In 1824, the New York State Legislator gave Elam Linz, warden of Auburn Prison, and a former army captain, the task of constructing a new, more modern prison. So Lynn spent months researching possible locations for the prison, considering Staten Island, which probably would have been pretty good, the Bronx, (laughs) and Silvermine Farm, which was an area in the town of Mount Pleasant located on the banks of the Hudson River. 
Is is Staten Island the place with the song? Yes. Uh, parking lot and garbage dump and parking lot and garbage dump and parking lot and garbage dump. Staten Island. <laughs> so for those of you who live on Staten Island are now going, what the hell? Because that's what Staten Islanders say. Uh, I had a very good friend in college who was from Staten Island. He made up that song and we would sing it all the time because that's all there is in Staten Island is parking lots and garbage dumps. And it could have been it could have been prison but sing sing, but uh, he decided make, it wasn't good enough to for, make the cut for sing sing. No. So by May, Linz had finally decided on his ideal location for a maximum for a security prison. maximum security prison. Uh, he built a prison on Mount Pleasant near and thus named after a small village in Westchester County named Sing Sing. Uh, whose name came from the Native American words sink, sink, which translates to stone upon stone. Okay. So so it is a real name. It is a real name. I always assumed it was like a I nickname. I thought it was a nickname too. Yeah. It, it was actually, that is the given name for okay. sing, sing. How about that? Uh, in fact, at some point, and I think it's in my notes here, at some point they changed it to Ossining mm-hmm. Federal Penitentiary or something like that. But no one calls but it that. like six years later, they changed it back <laughs> oh, okay. to Sing Sing. Because people still kept calling it Sing Sing. And people were like, oh, you're heading up to Ossining. They were like, where? Yeah. So I'm going to go pick some peaches. Get out of here. Uh, so Linz hand-selected 100 inmates from the Auburn prison for transfer and had them transported by barge via the Erie Canal and down the Hudson Ooh. River to freighters. Were they his best inmates or his worst inmates? I, I think they were his worst inmates. Um, so... Uh, unfortunately, upon their arrival on May 14th, the site was definitely not ready Ooh. at all. Uh, so temporary barracks, a cookhouse, carpenter, and blacksmith shops were rushed to completion. So when it was opened in 1826, Sing Sing was considered a model prison because it turned a profit for the state. Oh, yeah. uh, and by October 1828, it was completed. Uh, Linz employed the Auburn system, which imposed absolute silence on the prisoners. <gasps> That's uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, see, when I own a prison, that's my rules too. <laughs> okay, so it's <laughs> absolute silence, twenty four seven, hard labor during the day and solitary confinement at night, and the system was enforced by whipping and other brutal punishments. Oh, okay. uh, other aspects of what was known as the Auburn system uh, were striped uniforms, so that's where we got oh, it from. Yeah, uh, and lockstep. Um, What's that? Like they have to walk in. In unison with each other, lockstep, like military. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) You're you're enjoying this. I mean, I'm over. I don't need the whipping so much. No, give me those. You gotta. You can't talk, and you gotta do hard labor. So wait, I have a question about this excitement that you're expressing to me about. I'm picturing a bunch of terrible 18th century like murderers Murderers. and thieves. So are you? Are you the? Are you the prisoner in this situation where you're excited oh, about no, it? Oh, no. I'm the pr- I oh, am in charge the of the prison. Oh, yeah, you guys are not talking. <laughs> Will you wear your striped uniforms and chink away at those rocks? <laughs> I am I am frightened Press those of you. license plates. <laughs> I'm scared. So <laughs> you don't get an iPad. <laughs> no, they no, they did not get an iPad at this time. It was very terrible. Um, so the term penitentiary penitentiary i keep saying it wrong penitentiary penitentiary comes from penance Mm. so the idea was that you were supposed to pay for your sins you were supposed to be penitent so yes in 1970 the name was changed to the ossining correctional facility but were they still silent in 1970 no no that ended that ended fairly quickly like 100 years prison reform okay swept through (laughs) 
<laughs> at some point in the late 19th century. Uh, it reverted to its original name of Sing Sing in 1985. So Sing Sing okay. was not Sing Sing for 15 years, but there's that. Yeah. Uh, Sing Sing Prison currently confines about 2,000 prisoners, and there are plans to convert the original 1825 cell block into a time-specific museum, which is uh, a weird thing. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go to a museum at an active prison. Prison. Yeah. It's very strange, but it seems to be kind of a thing uh, around the U.S., mm. especially for these older prisons. I can see I can see there being a group who would you know, oh, love yeah. that. Love that kind of thing. And also, not for nothing, it's a revenue generator. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, So, press and license plates just isn't (laughs) isn't worth what it used to be. So, so here we go. Something that's going to real cheer you up because you love this. In total, (laughs) 614 men and women, including four inmates under federal death sentences, were executed by electric chair in the death row. I'm excited that they got. (laughs) Well, you seem to really like really get into capital punishment. Yeah. (laughs) You, yeah, you're an 18th century murderer great yeah no they you were definitely be like quiet hard. And no, do I, hard labor i'm right there with you it was mostly a joke <laughs> so <laughs> so um 614 men and women were executed by electric chair in the death row house with old sparky that was the name Ooh. of the electric chair so Yikes. that's fun uh, so they were executed at sing sing until the abolition of the death penalty in 1972 in new york uh, High-profile executions included Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Oh, we got to do a whole episode. Uh, yeah. On oh, yeah. For sure. Um, they were executed on June nineteenth, nineteen fifty-three, for espionage for the Soviet Union on nuclear weapon research, and Gerhard A. Puff on August twelfth, nineteen fifty-four, for murder of an FBI agent. Ooh. Uh, the last person executed in New York State was Eddie Lee Mays for murder on August fifteenth, nineteen sixty-three. Uh, in 1972, the United States Supreme Court ruled in Furman v. Georgia that the death penalty was unconstitutional if application was inconsistent and arbitrary. This led to a temporary de facto nationwide moratorium, uh, but executions resumed in other states in 1977. Um, but the chair, old Sparky, still <sighs> remained at Sing Sing. Um, the chair was later moved to Greenhaven Correctional Facility in working condition, but it has never been used there as of 2018. Yikes. So old Sparky still lives. But he has not killed a man in a while. So, did you watch The Green Mile? I did. No, that's one of the ones you haven't seen. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> one of the many. Yeah. Things. Um, what What I really remember the most from that movie, and it's really sad, is that um, with the with their electric chair, they would take a sponge and soak it in water, oh, and geez. then put it on the head of the guy getting executed, oh, and then so put the thing really... on so that it would really conduct. Jesus. That was. That's really the lasting thing from that. Yeah. Is that big. Oh, what's that guy's name? The big. Oh, big yeah. Fella the big actor. He he just died. died. Yeah. A couple years ago. What's that big fellow's name? Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Yes. He was lovely. He had a beautiful speaking yeah, he voice. Was brilliant in that Gentle, movie. Gentle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a wonderful actor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> death by electric chair is very Not inhumane. Pleasant. It's terrible. No. Um, so, oh, in 1996, Catherine Vakins founded Rehabilitation Through the Arts, or the RTA, at Sing Sing. Uh, RTA works in collaboration with theater professionals to provide prisoners with a curriculum of year-round theater-related workshops. Uh, the RTA program has put on a number of plays at Sing Sing, open to prisoners and community guests. The program has shown that the use of dramatic techniques leads to significant improvements in the cognitive behavior of the program's participants inside prisons and a reduction in recidivism once paroled. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The RTA program currently operates at five other New York State prisons. Hmm. 
Um, also, Sing Sing had a football team in the 1930s. Tim Mara, who was the owner of the New York Giants at oh, the time, yeah. he sponsored the Sing Sing Black Sheep. They were also oh, that's so funny. I know, isn't that cute? They were also known as the zebras, the Sing Sing zebras, because they wore <gasps> that's so funny. striped uniforms. Uh, Mara provided equipment and uniforms and players to tutor them in fundamentals, and of course, all games that feels were very home games. Progressive. Yeah, it was very progressive. All games were home. All games, games were home games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and finally about Sing Sing, the phrase up the river, like mm-hmm. you're heading up the river, refers to Sing Sing since it's literally up the river from oh, New York City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so next is Alcatraz. Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary. Uh, it is Penitentiary. Off- Penitentiary. Do- Why am I saying it wrong? <laughs> Alcatraz Federal Prison. <laughs> Same thing. Often just referred to as Alcatraz or The Rock. Not the to be Rock. Con- yeah, not to be uh, confused with actor, Dwayne wrestler, and unofficial podcast mascot, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne he hasn't He hasn't gotten back to us yet. Actually, I don't know if we ever contacted well, him, but he, but I just figured well, this would just like, he would just find out about us because and realize. Yeah, because he's such, I think he feels it when people really love him. Yeah. And I... And he's like an em- empathic personality. Yeah. But you know what? Right now he's doing a lot of press for a skyscraper. That's true. I That's just saw true. him on uh, the late show the other night. He was charming as as usual. Obviously. And he looked incredible. <laughs> oh, so handsome. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Rock, that is uh, not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a maximum high security federal prison on Alcatraz Island, which is one and one quarter miles off the coast of San Francisco, California, and it operated from August 11th, 1934 until March 21st, 1963. So it's not, not that not a long. very long time. Yeah, for I thought being it was so older famous. Than that. Yeah. Um, so the main prison building was built in 1910 and finished completion in 1912 during its time as a United States Army military prison. Um, Alcatraz had been the site of a citadel since the 1860s. Okay. So it, it had had like sure. buildings on it for other purposes. Uh, the United States Disciplinary Barracks Pacific Branch on Alcatraz was acquired by the United States Department of Justice on October 12, 1933. And the island became a prison of the Federal Bureau of Presence, Prisons in August of 1934 after the buildings were modernized to meet the requirements of a top-notch security Ooh. prison. Uh, given this high security and the location of Alcatraz in the cold waters and strong currents of San Francisco Bay, the prison operators believed Alcatraz to be escape-proof and America's strongest prison. They were wrong. Whoops. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So uh, Alcatraz was designed to hold prisoners who continuously caused trouble at other federal prisons. <laughs> so it's like, you tried breaking out of this place four times? Well, You're now we're Alcatraz. putting you to the rock. Yep. It's like the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. they get sent to Alcatraz. One of the world's most notorious and best-known prisons over the years, Alcatraz housed some 1,576 of America's most ruthless criminals, including Al Capone, Robert Franklin Stroud, the Birdman of Alcatraz, George Machine Gun Kelly, Bumpy Johnson, Mickey Cohen, Arthur R. Doc Barker, Whitey Bulger, and Elvin Creepy Carpus, who served more time at Alcatraz than any other inmate. It also provided housing for the Bureau of Prisons staff and their families. Yeah. Um, So according to the prison's correctional officers, once a convict arrived on the Alcatraz wharf, his first thoughts were how to leave. Um, A total of 36 prisoners made 14 escape attempts during the 29 years of the prison's existence, the most notable of which were the violent escape attempts of May 1946, known as the Battle of Alcatraz, which occurred on May 2nd through the 4th, 1946. (laughs) And it was also known as the Alcatraz Blastout. Ooh, boy. Um, So, here's the story. It was carried out by six prisoners. 
Bernard Coy, Joseph Kreitzer, Sam Shockley, Clarence Carnes, Marvin Hubbard, and Mirren Thompson. They daringly took control of the cell house by overpowering correctional officers and were able to enter the weapons room and obtain the keys to the rec- recreation yard door. Okay. okay. So their aim was to escape by boat from the dock, but when they failed to obtain the keys to the outside door, they decided to just battle it out. Okay. So in the fight that ensued, they managed to hold two COs hostage, whom they eventually killed after two days. Oof. It's really awful. Um, although Shockley, Thompson, and Carnes returned to their cells, the other three, Coy, Kreitzer, and Hubbard, persisted with their fight. Uh, the U.S. Marines intervened to help the correctional officers and killed the three prisoners. Wow. Uh, in this battle, apart from the guards and the prisoners killed, 17 other guards and one prisoner was also injured. Oh, geez. Yeah. Shockley, Thompson, and Carnes were tried for the killing of their COs. Uh, Shockley and Thompson were sentenced to death through the gas chamber, which was carried out in San Quentin in December 1948. However, Carnes, who was only 19 years of age at the time, was given a second life sentence. Wow. So you'd think that people would be like, we can't get out of here. No. The arguably successful escape from Alcatraz by prisoners Frank Morris, John Anglin, and his brother Clarence Anglin in June 1962 is one of the most intricate escapes ever. Lay it on me. Here we go. <clears throat> Behind the prisoner's cell in cell block B, where the escapees were interned, was an unguarded three-foot-wide utility corridor. Okay. Uh, the prisoners chiseled away the moisture-damaged concrete from around an air vent leading to this corridor mm. using tools such as a metal spoon soldered with silver from a dime and an electric <gasps> drill improvised from a stolen vacuum cleaner motor. The noise was disguised by accordions played during music hour. So all the other guys were like, the old squeeze box, as we call it in Italy, the squeeze box. And so they would drown out the sounds of them like trying to get in there. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) So just pictured like Al Capone playing the accordion. Yeah. I bet he loved it. What else is he doing in there? Writing books? I mean, probably. Um, Their, their progress was their progress was concealed by false walls. Wow! Which in the dark recesses of the cells fooled the guards. Mm-hmm. Um, the escape route led up through a fan vent, uh, and the prisoners removed the fan and motor, replacing them with a steel grill and leaving a shaft large enough for a prisoner to enter. Okay. So they set it all up. Uh, in their beds, they placed paper mache dummies made with human hair stolen from the barber shop. <laughs> Uh, the escapees also constructed an inflatable raft over many weeks from over 50 stolen raincoats, which they prepared on the top of the cell block. They escaped through a vent in the roof and departed Alcatraz. So, articles belonging to the prisoners, including plywood paddles and parts of the raincoat raft, were discovered on nearby Angel Island. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI's investigation from 1962 to December 1979 was finally treated as closed. The official report on the escape concludes that the prisoners drowned in the cold waters of the bay while trying to reach the mainland. Or did they? It being unlikely that they made it the 1.25 miles to shore due to the strong ocean currents and the cold seawater temperatures ranging between 50 and 55 degrees. However, Mm. the U.S. Marshal Service still lists the escapees as wanted fugitives Mm. and have wanted posters for each man. So if the case is closed, why do you guys still leave the case open? Yeah. Exactly. So this was over 50 years ago. Yeah. Yes. And they're still like, but they were probably like, so if they're alive, they're in like their nineties. Oh yeah. Easily. So they're probably it's dead. It's possible. It no. is possible. A, apparently a 2014 study of the ocean currents by scientists at Delft university 
and the Research Institute Deltares indicated that a craft leaving Alcatraz at 11.30 p.m. on June 11, 1962 would most likely have landed just north of the Golden Gate Bridge and indicates that debris would have washed up on Angel Island, <gasps> consistent with where it was actually found. I love stuff like that. I know. Isn't it cool? A 2015 History Channel documentary presented further circumstantial evidence gathered over the years by the Anglin brothers family, including Christmas cards allegedly sent by the brothers for three years after their escape. It also featured an interview with family friend Fred Breezy, who claims to have met the brothers in Rio de Janeiro in 1975. And to support his story, he offered a photograph of the two men resembling John and Clarence Anglin taken, he said, during their encounter. Mm. And the documentary also presented an alternate escape theory involving the use of an electrical cord, which was reported missing from the prison's dock um, and having it tied to a passenger ferry that left the island just after midnight <gasps> on the night of the men's escape. So like they yeah, tied it to I'm a, all about that. Yeah, that's cool. Like they may have tied it to a ferry and just like, like just gotten a free ride. So it's really cool. So the that's 1979 great. film Escape from Alcatraz depicts the escape. It stars Clint Eastwood, Fred Ward, and Jack Thibault as Frank Morris, John Anglin, and Clarence Anglin, respectively. The film implied that the escape had been successful. And during season one, episode eight of Mythbusters, they tested the theory of the escape and they found it to be plausible. So faced with high That's maintenance cool. costs and a poor reputation, Alcatraz closed on March 21st, 1963. And we will probably never know the truth if the yeah. England brothers and Frank Morris got out. But wow, we'll see. And finally, uh, Attica. Attica, Attica, Attica. So, local, nearby. We could go visit some prisoners if we really wanted to, which we won't. Um, They don't have a museum. Exactly. They don't have a museum. Not yet. Apparently, they want to have a museum. Oh, they want one too? Yeah. Kathleen told me. Kathleen, super listener. Shout out to Kathleen. Shout out is from Attica, New York. Mm -hmm. Poor dear. Um, And uh, she gave me some some extra trivia about Attica. So. I knew she'd come through. Oh, she, I knew. I texted her and she was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the Attica Correctional Facility is a maximum security supermax New York State prison in the town of Attica, New York. Uh, it is operated by the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision. Uh, after it was constructed in the 1930s, it held many of the most dangerous criminals of the time, um, including the son of Sam. Um, the prison now holds many inmates who are serving various types of sentences, short term to life. Mm-hmm. So it's a wide variety and who are usually sent to the facility because of disciplinary problems in other facilities. So it's kind of like Alcatraz in that if you're a bad boy, you head to Attica. Mm -hmm. So the most notable event of Attica's history is the prison riot of 1971. I did not know a lot about this. It's scary. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. So to begin with, there was already a lot of tension amongst the correctional staff and the prisoners in the years leading up to the riot. Uh Uh, most COs were white men and many were openly racist. They had um, uh, those like um, batons batons, and they called them N word sticks. Oh, yes. So I'm sure that did not, that did not endear them to the uh-huh. prison population. Um, the majority of the population were also black and Hispanic okay. and add to that the growth of the black empowerment movement of the time period and the rise of the black Panthers. Mm-hmm. And you got yourself a powder keg. So, on the early mo- morning of September 9th, 1971, a group of prisoners of the five company were locked out of the prison yard after breakfast due to a miscommunication. And complaints soon led to anger when more COs arrived to lead the prisoners back to their cells and the riot began. Okay. So the inmates quickly gained control of sections D 
D-yard, two tunnels, and the central control room, and which was referred to as Times Square because it was a central okay. control room. Uh, inmates, inmates took 42 officers and civilians hostage and produced a list of grievances demanding their conditions be met before their surrender. So... Throughout the negotiations, there was leadership and organization among the pr- prisoners. Frank Big Black Smith was appointed as head of security, and he also kept the hostages and the observers safe. He's head of security. Yeah, he's in, head of security. In the riot. Yeah, in the riots. Um, additionally, an ardent orator, 21-year-old Elliot James L.D. Barkley, was a strong force during the negotiations, speaking with great articulation to the inmates, the camera crews, and outsiders at home. And okay. he was a beautiful speaker. There were several quotes um, in my research that I saw and I did not include them because it would just would have made this like super, super long because he spoke <laughs> in full paragraphs. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so as speakers like Barkley raised morale, the rebels negotiating team of prisoners proposed their requests to the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called the Attica liberation faction manifesto of demands. Uh, the Alf was, manifesto. Yep. The Alf, the Alf mod, Alf mod. Yep. The Alf mod. <laughs> that was very good. So the Alf mod, uh, is a compla- compilation of complaints written by the Attica prisoners, which speak directly to the sincere people of society. It included 27 demands, such as these insane demands. Okay, like, it wasn't anything like, we would like running water. No, no, it was I'm, like, I'm being for sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they wanted better medical treatment, okay. fair visitation rights, and an end to physical brutality, okay, which I think all are, of us... These are all perfectly reasonable Perfectly demands. reasonable. It's they, not like they were like, we want... High-speed internet access. <laughs> yes. And the Playboy channel. Each one of us, $100,000 each. We also want to be set free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they wanted, like, they wanted to be able to live, I like... want a $1,000 Target <laughs> gift card. Yes, exactly. Like, these were... They also requested, like, better sanitation, improved food quality, and one set of rules for the state amongst numerous other demands. So, okay. But they were all perfectly reasonable because yeah. Attica at the time was... Mayhem. Bedlam. Mayhem. It was Bedlam. Bedlam or mayhem or insanity. So the prisoners continued to unsuccessfully negotiate with Correctional Services Commissioner Russell G. Oswald. The situation may have been further complicated by Governor Rockefeller's refusal to come to the scene of the uprising and meet with the inmates. They wanted him there. Oh, he's probably on vacation. I mean, Rockefeller? Yeah. I mean, he's he's like, I'm not going to Attica. I've never been upstate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he was never upstate. Uh, negotiations broke down and Oswald was unable to make further concessions to the inmates. However, he did not tell them that negotiations had ended and he would take the prison back by force. He even stated, I want to continue negotiations with you. Oh, see, that's not very fair. That's not fair at all. So Oswald later called Governor Rockefeller and again begged him to come to the prison to calm the riot. And following the governor's refusal, Oswald stated that he would order the state police to retake the facility by force. Rockefeller agreed with Oswald's decision to retake the prison by force, a decision which was later criticized, obviously. Um, This is very bad. As the demands were not met, negotiations broke down, the mood among the inmates deteriorated. So it appeared as though Governor Rockefeller remained opposed to the inmates' demands and they became restless. Defensive trenches had been dug, metal gates had been electrified, crude battlements were fashioned out of metal tables and dirt, gasoline was put in position to be lit in the event of conflict, and the Times Square Prison Command Center was fortified. The inmates brought four corrections officers to the top of the command center and threatened to slit their throats. Reporters and helicopters circling the prison reported that the hostages in D-Yard were also being prepared for killing. Governor Rockefeller had ordered that the prison be retaken that day if negotiations failed. 
Situation Commander Oswald, seeing the danger to the hostages, ordered that the prison be retaken. Of the decision, he later said, quote, on a much smaller scale, I think I have some feeling now of how Truman must have felt when he decided to drop the A-bomb. Yeah. So on at 9.46 a.m. on Monday, September 13th, 1971, tear gas was dropped into the yard and the New York State Police Troopers opened fire nonstop for two minutes into the smoke. (gasps) Yes. By the time the facility was retaken, nine hostages and 29 inmates were killed. A 10th hostage died on October 9th of gunshot wounds received during the assault. So because the... um because the force that they were taking, they just kind of shot indiscriminately. Yeah, they just shot indiscriminately. And there's, there is reports that um, n- there was only one hostage that was actually killed by the prisoners. Oh, All wow. the rest of the hostages and the prisoners were actually killed by, oh my by just the state troopers, like shooting wow. indiscriminately into like a blind Clouds. smoke. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, The final death toll from the uprising also includes the officer fatally injured at the start of the uprising and four inmates who were subjected to vigilante killings. Yeah, that was bad, too. Nine hostages died from gunfire by state troopers and soldiers. The New York State Special Commission on Attica wrote, with the exception of Native American massacres in the late 19th century, the state police assault, which ended the four-day prison uprising, was the bloodiest one-day encounter between Americans since the Civil War. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't yep. know any of this. Yeah, neither I did I. I knew there was a riot. I yeah. knew it was like, you know, people chant stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I did not. It's it's terrible. Oof. Apparently, there are several documentaries about it. And okay. I really want to see one of them. At least one of them. You can watch that. I will watch that and I will report back. Great. Uh, as an indirect result of the Attica uprising, the New York State Department of Corrections, one, began a grievance procedure in which em- inmates could grieve or object to actions by a staff member that violated published policy. Okay. Two, started at each prison, a program under which the warden and other senior management meet on a monthly basis with elected representatives of the inmates. And three, began allowing packages to inmates to be received year-round. Okay. Um, So, yes, there were several movies made about Attica, including a few documentaries and three fictionalized movies. Um, In the film Dog Day Afternoon, which was in 1975, Al Pacino's character Sonny, who is holding eight bank employees hostage, starts the chant, Attica. Oh, that's Attica. what we know that from. So here's the thing. I always thought the chant originated from a movie about Attica, but it doesn't make any sense that they would be chanting their own prison. Like, yeah, that's I, it's, true. It, like, I, it didn't occur to me until I was actually mm-hmm. reading that. Um, so yeah, that's... So Attica, the chant of Attica, because of Dog Day Afternoon, uh-huh. is kind of a, a call to arms that, like, we are being oppressed, like, overwhelmingly so. Um it's the- it's the ballot or the bullet of exactly very of good prison. Yeah, it's like about excessive police force, like mm-hmm. Attica, like we're being oppressed. Um. So yeah, that's Attica. Wow. Um, and finally, thanks to you, the Panopticon. The Panopticon. So it sounds terrifying and vaguely mythological, but it's actually a type of institutional building and a system of control designed by the English philosopher and social theorist. Jeremy Bentham in the late 18th century. Jeremy Bentham. Jeremy Bentham. Oh, what a crazy guy. Um, So the scheme of the design is to allow all pan inmates of an institution to be observed opticon Mm. by a single watchman without the inmates being able to tell whether or not they are being watched. Okay. Um, Although it is obviously physically impossible to, you know, watch everybody at the same time. The fact that the inmates cannot know when they are being watched means that they are motivated to act as though they are being watched at all times. So it's kind of like a system of like... Yeah, it's like security cameras in a Target. 
Yeah. It's, you're like, com- you don't know if that's a real camera exactly. above you. So you're compelled to regulate your own behavior. The name also alludes to the many-eyed giant panoptes in Greek mythology, some of whose eyes are always awake, making him a highly effective watchman. Mm. Yeah, so there it goes. Um, The design of the prison consists of a circular structure with an inspection house at its center from which the manager or staff of the institution is able to watch the inmates. The inmates who are stationed around the perimeter of the structure unable to see inside the inspection house. So I'm assuming like a two-way mirror kind of thing or... Um, Bentham conceived the basic one-way mirror. The word is one-way mirror because a two-way mirror, a two-way mirror is, is clear a window. as a window. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Bentham conceived the basic plan as being equally applicable to hospitals, schools, sanatoriums, and asylums, but he devoted most of his efforts to developing a design for a panopticon prison. It is his prison that is now most widely meant by the term panopticon. Uh, to date, the true plan of the panopticon has never been actually utilized or built. Ah, yeah. Um, Bentham described the panopticon as a new mode of obtaining power of mind, mind over mind in a quantity hitherto without example. Elsewhere in the letter, he describes the panopticon prison as a mill for grinding rogues honest. Bentham was also made into an auto icon after his death in alignment with his final wishes. Yeah, yeah. What is an auto icon? Well, his head was mummified and his skeleton padded out with period clothing. And there he sits in a little wooden closet in the University College of London. So, <laughs> and he's still there. Like I saw a picture yep. and it's horrifying. Yeah, I told you. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, Julia told me about this. I, I have to give credit where credit is due. Julia told me no, this but and like I was. I told you it was not. Yeah. fun to look at no it is unattractive <laughs> Settling. and apparently i was reading um the little like blurb about it and they used to like because okay the mummified head ended up getting like super gross yeah so they're like ooh, we gotta do something about this so they made him a wax face and they were like <laughs> bloop put that on and but they kept the mummified head uh-huh. in the little closet with him and but they had to take it out because it was, it kept getting snatched by college kids you know and what? like put in different like dorm rooms and things. Remember when we talked about Oliver Cromwell's head up on the pike and people yeah. would steal it and it went missing for 40 years and people are stuff. disgusting. They just, they love it. They love a skull. Oh, they love a gross mummified head. Mm. So there you go. So yeah, so that is my, my topic on my very truncated topic. Chapter one. Chapter, chapter Sends one. Sends one of... Of prisons. So, um, so Kathleen sent me some information. Yeah. So I sent her a message and I was like, tell me about Attica. Attica. And she was like, hell yeah, I'll tell you stuff about Attica. She said, I don't believe anyone has successfully escaped from Attica in its 80 plus year history. The walls apparently are built like way down into the ground. Okay. Makes sense. Um, she also said, uh, oh, Mark David Chapman was also a, is also a, um, inmate of Attica. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, no one, the civilian employees are not allowed to wear green of any shade. Green. Yes. Because the inmates wear green and they <gasps> won't want them blending in in case there's a situation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the town of Attica has not one, but two prisons, she said. There's Attica, the famous Supermax mm-hmm. one, and Wyoming, which is a medium security one. She said, where my mom works. Uh, the inmates live in dorms, not behind bars, and sometimes inmates who are Attica lifers get transferred to Wyoming for good behavior. Um, and Wyoming is right next door. Her mom is the librarian there. Her mom is a librarian at Wyoming prison. I mean, doing the Lord's work, let's be honest. Yeah. So I was inspired by the Birdman of Alcatraz. And so my quiz <laughs> is on um, birds. Also, additional trivia, which I forgot to mention in the Alcatraz mm-hmm. section. 
uh, the Birdman of Alcatraz was not a Birdman in Alcatraz. You mean he was not a, a man made of? He was not <laughs> a of bunch birds. of birds in a trench coat. <laughs> no, he. Um, so he didn't the, turn into a bird. No, no, no. That's not what I'm trying what? to say. What? <laughs> so the Birdman of Alcatraz. His whole thing. There was a movie made about him and all this stuff. The whole idea was that he became like a prominent ornithologist mm-hmm. while in prison and actually kept several birds and like raised them as chicks and all this stuff. So he was like, he had a ton of birds oh, and is things. that like Brooks in Shawshank Redemption? Yes, exactly. Like He's he has his modeled after. Jake. Exactly. But the Birdman of Alcatraz did not keep birds at Alcatraz because he wasn't allowed to. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even allowed to like write about ornithology. Where he kept his birds and stuff were was at the previous prison he was at, which was Leavenworth. Okay. So he was actually the bird man of Le- Leavenworth. Is that in Kansas? Uh, yes, it is in Kansas. Um, and he was just like the regular guy of Alcatraz. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there's that. How, yeah. How would you feel going from... You got you got a great nickname. Oh yeah, you got a great hobby, and no one messes with you. No one messes, with you. and then you did something wrong, and they send you to the rock, and you're just no. You know what it was? He made toilet moonshine. <gasps> yeah, because he had so many like privileges and stuff. Oh. At Leavenworth, he was like, you know what else I could do? Make some booze, make a little money on the side, and they were like, that's it. You're heading to Alcatraz, and oh, then he couldn't keep birds. his birdies anymore. Yeah, it's tough. Not my pigeons. <laughs> not my pigeons. My sparrows. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Quiz about birds. Question number one. Think carefully. Ostriches have the largest what of any land animal. Question number two. This odd bird has feathers that feel like hair, heavy bones filled with marrow, and nostrils at the tip of their nose instead of at the base of their beak, like most birds. What fruity bird am I talking about? Question number three. Which out of the following four companies does not have a bird in its logo? First, Nestle. Second, TripAdvisor. Third, Gucci. Fourth, Chick-fil-A. Question number four. True or false, owls cannot move their eyes. Question number five. The flight formation of migratory birds, usually in a V or a J shape, is called what? Question number six. What part of the bird is the wishbone? Question number seven. Who was the star of Alfred Hitchcock's famous and inexplicable horror film, The Birds? Question number eight. A group of what bird is called a parliament? Question number nine, what was the first bird domesticated by humans, the chicken or the goose? Question number 10, I'm going to name four species and you're going to tell me if they're birds or something I made up. First, cock of the rock. Second, jackass. Third, blat. Fourth, smew. I'll give you a minute to think about it and I'll be right back with answers. I found a picture of you 
project my world at night To a place in the past We've been cast out of oh, Now we're back in the fight We're back on the train Okay, here we go. All right. Feels Qu- good. Feels good. Feeling All good. All right, here we go. Question number one. Think carefully. Ostriches have the largest what of any land animal? Egg. No. It's an eyeball. I mean, Maybe I guess, also an egg. Maybe also an egg. <laughs> but specifically an eyeball. Uh, a ostrich eyeball has is about the size of a pool ball, like a billiard ball. Ooh. And is larger than their brains. Yeah, And right. if a human was to have... Um, the, the same, same proportions? proportions. How big would it be? They would be like, um, they would be like grapefruits, <laughs> like big <laughs> grapefruits. So, question number two: This odd bird has feathers that feel like hair, heavy bones filled with marrow, and nostrils at the tip of their nose instead of at the base of their beak, like most birds. What fruity bird am I talking about? A kiwi. It is a kiwi. Um, they are sometimes called honorary mammals because of these odd features. <laughs> oh, so they don't fly. They do not fly, no. Yeah. Um, and they are mostly blind. They they navigate. <laughs> Why is this animal still around? I don't know. <laughs> Australia is a very weird place. Um, but yeah, because they, they smell, they like sniff out their worms and stuff for foods. Isn't this in New Zealand? Yes, New Zealand. And Australia. Yeah. They're also okay. found in Australia. Cool. Yep. Uh, question number three. Which out of the following four companies does not have a bird in its logo? Nestle, TripAdvisor, Gucci, or Chick-fil-A? Okay. Pretend like I'm one who wants to be a millionaire. So Nestle has a dove. Okay. Great. Great. That's a bird. Chick-fil-A. We know that. Please. What a good trick. (laughs) What a good question you put in there. Thank you. All right. Um, I thought Gucci was, was like two letter G's. Okay. (laughs) But, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. And TripAdvisor has, no, Travelocity as the gnome. What does Trip, oh, TripAdvisor and an owl. It is Gucci. It I'm is Gucci. Gucci. Very good. Great. Gucci, you are not wrong, had the interconnected G's. You okay. are absolutely correct. Yep. Okay, question number four. True or false, owls cannot move their eyes. Okay, so I know that they turn their necks because they don't have like peripheral vision in their eyes, but yep. I don't know if that means that they can't like roll their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess I'll say... They cannot move their eyes. They cannot move their eyes. Yeah. You are right. Okay. That is true. They cannot move their eyes. Um, <laughs> this is why they can turn their heads 360 degrees. Uh, and the reason why they can't move their eyes, and this is kind of gross, is because their eyes are tubular and not round. <gasps> what? Yeah. So like, instead of like a ball, like blah, 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 in there, it's a tube that like goes back into like their head. This. I know. Isn't that freaky? I don't like I know. It. it gave me like a weird, like, like ins- a sausage. Yeah. Like a sausage, like an eyeball sausage. Like a half a sausage. So gross. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Here, we'll move on. <laughs> Question number five. The flight formation of migratory birds, usually in a V or a J shape, is called what? I thought it was called a flight pattern. I don't know. It's called an echelon. I did not know this. Huh. Um, in fact, apparently a true V-shape formation is less common than a J formation. Yeah, the V formation can only be found on the ice when the yeah, Mighty Ducks are Exactly, playing. it's just okay. a Mighty Ducks thing. 
Um, birds fly in formation, A, because it saves energy, and B, to facilitate orientation and communication among the birds. So there you go. Uh, question number six, what part of the bird is the wishbone? Is it the breastbone? You are very close. It's their collarbone. Okay. Uh, it is a fused collarbone. Uh, the strongest flyers have the widest angles in their wishbones, and they are the only vertebrate animal to have a fused collarbone. Huh. So it's yeah here in the middle. Okay. Wow. Um, so question number seven. Who was the star of Alfred Hitchcock's famous and inexplicable horror film, The Birds? Tippi Hedren. Yes. Tippi Hedren, mother of Melanie Griffith, and the object of Hitchcock's continuous torture. <laughs> He did horrible things to her. Yeah. He was a real asshole. Like he was torturous. He gave Melanie Griffith because she was like a child on Mm -hmm. set. He gave her a life-size doll, not a life-size, a lifelike (laughs) doll of her mother, like a little doll that looked exactly like her mother. And he gave it to her in a coffin. That is creepy. And she was like four or something insane like that. Yeah. He was insane. Okay. Question number eight. A group of what bird is called a parliament? Is it owls? It is owls. Very good. Um, it is also called a wisdom. A wisdom of a owls. A wisdom of owls. Yeah. I like that. These uh, these grouping things, mm-hmm. it's called terms of venery. Um, it is from uh, hunting books from the Middle Ages. And I read an article from Audubon where a like a... A miserable birder was like, this is stupid. We shouldn't call things by this. No professional calls a group of birds. But no one calls a group of owls a parliament. And then the comments were just like, lay off. Like, we like, like it. Can we have something Yeah, fun? a murder of crows. The English language is cool. Yeah. Lame. A business. A business of mongoose. A business of mongoose. <laughs> I did the finger thing again. Yep. That's This is the perfect time to do to do that. A business. I think my wrist doesn't. No, you're do it doing like it. That. You're doing it a good job. Feel like it looks like yours. Well, because I'm exaggerating like a drag queen, and my fingernails are long, so it's like business. All right, here we go. <laughs> Question number nine: Was the first bird domesticated by humans the chicken or the goose? The goose. The goose. You are correct. Oh man, you're killing it. <sighs> All right, here we go. Question number ten. I'm going to name four species, and you're going to tell me if they're birds or something I made up. Okay. All right, here we go. Cock of the rock. Real. Yes. It is the Andean cock of the rock, and it is very beautiful. Okay. Second, jackass. Real. It is real. It's a type of penguin. Oh, I know. Well, what did he do to the... Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think they just didn't like it. Maybe they're jerks. I don't know. Okay, third, blat. Spell that. B-L-A-T fake yes very good okay question number four smew spell that s-m-e-w hmm this is hard one i'll say that's real it is real it's a kind of duck very good (laughs) see you did a really nice job and i destroyed (laughs) i was really bad at your previous quiz last week but it's fine. It's all right. It's a new a new game for every it's a new for game. every it's religion a new quiz Lauren does. I'm just gonna pull out <laughs> American history, period. Yeah. Nothing just to fun. Get back at no me. pop culture. No wordplay. No, just straight. Just give s- me those facts. Yeah. No nothing funny. Nothing no jokes. funny. Nope. nope. 
just straight facts and then a just a face that looks like that emoji with a straight line <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I'm so expressive. My dad will love that quiz. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. That that quiz was a Bill Novakova quiz if I ever heard one. So if if he can do better than me, then God bless him. All right. Here we go. Is it time for... It's, it's time for some... Listener submitted trivia! Wow, we have not done the song in a long time. I felt felt good. All right, so first, uh, we got a tweet from a gentleman named David. Thank you, David. Uh, this was more of... Uh, I think it was more of like a correction. A suggestion. A suggestion. Um, because I didn't know this, and I, and I don't think no, you I knew this know. either. So he enjoyed our Seinfeld episode. He said, fun episode, period. Which Thanks. is just... If I know anything, Thank if I know anything about David... That made him really excited. Yeah, uh, He said, however, you must watch the John Voight movie and best picture winner, Midnight Cowboy, and then go back and rewatch the mom and pop store. The use of everybody's talking will make much more sense. And Great. I had no idea that that was actually a movie reference as opposed to just a Harry Nilsson yeah. song reference. And he wasn't the only one who mentioned that to us. Um, there was a couple of other people who were like, actually, it's from Midnight Cowboy, uh, which I, I do know something about Midnight Cowboy uh, because I think that was like the first X-rated film. Oh, yeah. OK. I, I could be wrong about that, but I think See, my fact with that is oh. that Rizzo the rat from Jim Henson <laughs> was named after Ratso Rizzo from Midnight Cowboy. Oh, I didn't know that. That sounds like that's a very like Henson thing to do yeah. to like make a, like a little wink to an yeah. X-rated movie. Um, another, uh, person on Twitter, um, a listener called named Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Uh, she said, uh, she was listening to our episode on, um, on, uh, rocks and stones on mm-hmm. gemstones. And, uh, she, she first said catching up on back episodes while driving to market in Atlanta, Lauren, watch clueless, Julia, <laughs> read pride and prejudice. And then she did a little winky face emoji. Um, and she said, uh, but I forgot my trivia. In Asia, people wear jade bracelets as protection from broken bones. The superstition is that if you fall and the bracelet breaks, then you have prevented breaking a bone. So there you go. That's, hey. Hey, that's that's solid trivia. I'm I'm into it. Um, and then after our uh, guitar episode, thank you to everyone who contacted us and was really nice about my dad. Yeah, um, I think he did an amazing I job. I think he did a really great job. He texted me several times and was like, I can't even listen to it. I would, uh, is that how I sound? He's like, is that how <laughs> is I that sound? My voice? Is that my voice? I was like, yeah, that's your voice. That's the voice I've heard my whole life. So get used to it. Like, <laughs> Have you I, never heard yourself on a voicemail? <laughs> well, I think he's been avoiding it his whole life. Um, so uh, Kathleen did jag, jag him and me a little bit by saying that it was a very, dad has a very Western New York accent. I was like, yeah, the Buffalo is strong with that one. Um, so she said, trivia, Lindsay Buckingham, formerly of Fleetwood Mac, is one of the few rock guitarists to never use a plectrum. Which we learn is a pick. Is a pick. Um, and she, she said she really enjoyed the episode. And she said, and this band loved Rickenbackers. Uh, and it was the Beatles. Uh, the guitar has a signature jangly tone. And then she sent a couple of pictures of, um, of John and Paul with Rickenbacker instruments. <laughs> And I'm just going through. Actually, a gentleman came in and was like, um, actually, Lauren. Um, <laughs> he's not a listener, I don't think. I don't think this guy's a listener. He came in and like, and like corrected Kathleen, but whatever. Um, also, we got a couple of tweets from our Irish listeners who loved your mnemonics. So thank you, Martina. Which, 
Thank you, because I am surprised that you even wanted to listen to an episode about amendments to the United States Constitution when (laughs) you live in Ireland. It was a good episode. It was funny. It was informative. And you know what? International civic law is great. We're going to, we'll cover some more European topics. Yeah, absolutely. So um, thank you to everyone for your tweets and your emails and um, your Facebook messages and all sorts of things. So uh, if you want to submit some listener submitted trivia, listener submitted trivia. See, I did like a little. pretty good. Yeah, I did like a new, mm, I went like a different chord on that one um, or whatever. Listener I don't know what music submitted is. trivia. That's like yeah, that's, Daft Punk. Yes. Ooh, that was like a Daft Punk version of it. Uh, if anyone wants to remix our listeners, <laughs> no, please don't do that. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tweet at us at Miss Infopod. Uh, you can email us at misinfopod at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up at our Facebook page, misinformation colon, a trivia podcast. Keep an eye out for our pink logo. And we also have a website, triplewdub.misinfopod.com. And on our website and on our Twitter, we have a link to uh, PayPal in case you want to tip us a few bucks. Um, we super appreciate everybody that's done that so far. Oh gosh, you yes. are our gold star listeners and you have your whole page on our website <laughs> uh, dedicated to you, you amazing people who have donated some bucks to us. Yes, to keep thank us up you so running. much for but that. if you are so inclined, um, the link is there. Yes. And um, where can yeah, they hear us? You can hear us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play slash Google Podcasts, Stitcher, <laughs> and whatever podcast app you like with our RSS feed. But please rate, review, subscribe, yes. tell a friend. Tell a friend. We're we're happy to yammer at any and all people who are yeah. willing to and listen to us. You've been listening to us for 52 weeks now. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's so kind. <laughs> I can't at even least, listen to myself. At least 10 of you have been here from the beginning. Yes. So and that's you. impressive. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that to the <laughs> bank. So, um, Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.